0: Places together. Here we believe that our stories are connected to one another and rooted in God's radical love for diverse creation. Wherever you are, whoever you are, however you are, take a deep breath. Here's a story for you. A story called "Olaf Tov, Raging with God." We're continuing in our Hebrew poetry series, Aleph Tatav, with installment number four. Today's conversation focuses in on one particular emotion that often gets a bad rap anger. But the truth is that God is big enough to handle our anger and to help us channel our anger into action. When expressed safely and focused intentionally, Anger can make the world a much better place. I hope you find encouragement in this episode to listen to your anger, to learn from your anger, and to trust your anger to guide you into joining with Jesus. Let's not forget that Jesus flipped over the tables of the unjust. So let's join together with our guests today and join together with God to help bring more justice and love to the world all around. Today, I am so excited to welcome the Reverend Elizabeth Riley to All Places Together. She graduated from St. Mary's College of California and Church Divinity School of the Pacific. Elizabeth was ordained by the Diocese of Alaska as a priest in 2013. She is born and raised in Alaska. She is currently serving as the rector of Emmanuel Episcopal Church of Mercer Island, which is just outside of Seattle. She's been there since 2018 and she is their first female rector. Elizabeth has three kids Ellie, Mimi, and Peter. And in her free time, she enjoys Argentine tango dancing as well as quilting. And I want to share that I got connected to Elizabeth through TikTok, where she is just an incredible voice of affirmation of God's love and honesty about the challenges of priesthood, parenthood, and life in general. So welcome to All Places Together, Elizabeth.
1: So much, Colleen. I'm thrilled to be here. Seeing what you're doing on TikTok as well.
0: Thank you. You are an inspiration.
1: (laughs) It's hard to put yourself out there. And you're doing it too.
0: Thank you. Like, it really is. I think finding one's voice on each of the different platforms is really kind of hard because they're each actually very different. People want
1: authenticity.
0: Exactly. And I think that's one of the reasons why your content has meant a lot to me and been an encouragement because you bring authenticity into what you're sharing. And the series that made me in particular want to invite you to be a part of our Aleph Tatav biblical poetry series, where your rage prayers. So I wonder for folks who have never seen you on TikTok just before, can you describe the basic setup and format of your rage prayer videos? Absolutely.
1: Rage prayers are something I sort of stumbled into. Um, and I'll tell you the backstory, but a rage prayer can look a couple different ways. Um, there's kind of, two ways i show up on tiktok and rage prayers um generally it includes me lighting a candle crossing myself and then starting some sort of prayer one way i do that is um extemporaneous prayer me praying myself with a prayer i've written um expressing anger anger towards god anger towards the world the towards uh, however I've been wrong um, and so sometimes that can be very serious uh, and sometimes that can be
0: you know raging at daylight savings time um, which is totally legitimate rage <laughs> I mean I have three kids like I
1: I need to rage at daylight savings and then the other way that I've been showing up with rage prayers is speaking killer song uh, so a recent example would be Katy Perry's song, hot, hot and Cold, right? You're hot and you're cold, you're yes and you're no, and turning that into a prayer where I light a candle, cross myself, and then we'll start praying to God, you're hot and you're cold, you're yes and you're no, in an angry way. So using these secular songs as springboards for prayer the ways in which we bring the sacred into the secular and the secular into the sacred, the modern audience connect with what a contemporary prayer life can look like. That's not just rooted in trying to mimic ancient rituals, which are absolutely powerful. And I, Episcopalian, I love ancient rituals. Um, But for someone who that's not a comfortable place to give them a way they could actually pray or engage that meets them where they are. Uh, and it's resonated. It's built this incredible community on TikTok.
0: I love that. I think one of the gifts of pop music is it's really visceral a lot of times. And I think connecting like that powerful emotion like to our faith life with God is so powerful um and so apt listeners i already know that you're going to want to follow elizabeth on tiktok we're going to share it her her handle at the end because one of the things i do a lot is play with taylor swift and try to imagine like taylor swift like remixing in with the bible and so i know folks are really going to be excited to see your videos as well
1: I also really encourage and want to do more of this um, for other people to start creating some rage prayers. Uh, This is not something I want to have any monopoly. Uh, This is not something I want to have a monopoly on. Um, I think her practices are meant to be invitational and open practices. At least in my tradition, I invite these to be open practices. What's great is it was actually a trending TikTok song that inspired this. There was a, a TikTok audio song that said, uh, Do You Ever Get a Little Bit Tired of Life?
0: Ah, uh, the numb little bug.
1: Numb little bug. And it's a super poppy, like, I feel like I would have listened to this in high school, like getting ready for homecoming or like going out with my friends on a Saturday. Um, but it's like, do you ever get a little bit tired of life? Like you're happy, but you don't want to die, and it just the um, the dissonance between the pop music and the honesty of that those lyrics. I'm trying to find uh, something, to- and I kept recording these TikToks or trying to make a video where you know I said something uplifting, and you know you're not alone, and you're loved, and God loves you. And They all kind of felt. You know when you rec- when you do a TikTok and you record it and you're like that did not translate. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then <Yep>.
0: finally, <laughs>
1: um, and then finally, did I I did a take where I lit a candle. I just put the text up saying like you know do you ever something like do you ever feel this way? It's like yeah, me too. And uh, you don't have to pretend to be happy. You could actually just like rage at God the tone of the song, which was it's about how we feel, um, a counterpoint to the what I find to be toxic positivity in the world, especially towards women, that are is not pleasant. Positivity is. And fighting that narrative and giving path has for me been incredibly powerful.
0: Yes, I really hear what you're saying there because I think people have a general idea about kind of how to understand and respond to shame and fear or anxiety. Like these are heavy feelings and I'm not trying to diminish them, um, especially if those feelings, especially if those are things that you carry with you every day. However, like I don't think people have the same sort of like compassion or understanding for anger. Like people don't always get it or they, they react in fear to the anger. And so I wonder like if that has been your experience as you have experienced or shared anger, like how people react to you when you're expressing that.
1: TikTok, people love it. People love the anger. It's one of the interesting things, and I see this across the platforms and conversations with creators, is how the audiences are on each platform and what they are yearning and seeking for and expecting. And so on TikTok, people love anger and honesty and authenticity. There's always a few random people that don't and push back, and want me to be pleasant, and want me to be kind, and it's at the I don't even have to respond to them, because people in my comments are already telling them to be quiet and sit down. It's amazing, my comments, who want to show up in a different way, who want to tell me that I need to be more pleasant or more meek or more feminine or trust in God or just have that pleasant Christian air. And it's at the point where there are enough people who are rage prayer followers or who, you know, get the vibe of what I'm doing that they're calling people out in the comments when they try to tone police that this is a place where we're allowed to be angry, where we're allowed to be authentic i really enjoy watching other people help create that space it's not just me and that's where community is showing up online where we have a culture within a space and i'm not the one helping create that culture it's people who are showing up over and over and over would say within other spaces the reaction i go up with my anger differently um, I know it has to be tempered in a different way, and part of the outlet of TikTok is it's a different type of ministry, because I also have to meet people where they are. When I am ministering in my congregation, um, that is a community I've been called to that I work with, I love deeply, and I will challenge them with uh, my passion uh, for justice, my anger, uh, with peaks of Christianity. Those certainly show up in my ministry, but they're also couched with uh, relationship. And so the multifaceted sides of my ministry, uh, just as I see them in their complexity. So within my congregation, I feel that we've built enough trust so I can do little bits of it. Uh, but there's someone who wants to tone police women i mean there's no shortage of that what has been really powerful are the number of people who want a different culture and we see them showing up and banding together on social media in some really positive way
0: yeah and i think the one of the particular gifts of being able to share their rage prayers on social media on tiktok is because there is this depth of hurt that people have when it comes to organized religion. Um, and some of that, a lot of that is rooted in really good reasons like that the church, I mean, pick your denomination has hurt. People has Mm -hmm. supported racist policies, has supported patriarchy and misogyny. Um, on institutional levels like let alone like some of the individual transgressions that particular leaders or church people have perpetrated against others and so this rage this anger it makes a lot of sense and so i think for people to see church leaders like expressing that anger and and showing like we're upset about this too like we believe in god and this isn't how we understand God. Like this isn't what we think the church can be. Like, I think that's really freeing and really inviting actually. And I think opens up the door for there to be conversationship, opens up the door for there to be conversation and maybe relationship with people who, you know, walked away from church a long time ago and never have any intention of going back.
1: What I see happening with atheists who are engaging, or agnostics, or people who are deeply spiritual but will never step foot in a church again, that
0: there is
1: healing permission to be angry. And it's like, if God's not big enough for us to be angry at,
0: (laughs) what are we doing? yeah yeah and i think the bible shows us time and time again that god is big enough like god is big enough for our anger and that there are of course like negative things when we stew in our anger for too long when it's not expressed anger can certainly come out in abusive or manipulative ways so like i want to be clear about that but I think it is It is a part of the human ex- experience, and God is big enough for that. And so I wonder if there's particular examples from Scripture, from the Hebrew Testament, that voice anger that are really meaningful to you.
1: You've said it so well already. It's full of examples of anger at God. We don't have to look that hard to get there. Alms are full of it. Um, basically, the entire book of Job, and then um, the New Testament. Uh, Jesus cries out to God on the cross, "My God, My God, why have you forsaken me?" Lament have been l- and important parts of faith. Um, so, let me pull up some examples. And, and also, okay, I feel like I want to take a confessional moment for listeners, because part of what I would try to do on TikTok is be authentic and show what it's like to live our faith as real people and to take clergy off of pedestals. When we become real people, we're more relatable. And I'm on a faith journey like any of you, um, like out there listening. I am terrible at memorizing scripture. I am not one of those people that can be like, ah, yes. Well, in chapter 10, verse eight and a half, like, I am not that person. I will never be that person. And I'm making peace with that in myself. So folks, you can't see me. I have a Bible in front of me and I'm flipping pages to get to where I need to go.
0: Yes, I do the same thing, and it often involves Google or Bible Gateway, which is my favorite online Bible resource. So you are not alone, Elizabeth. You are in good company here.
1: And I just want permission to people out there who are listening, who are exploring Christianity or who are Christian and maybe feel like they aren't a good enough Christian, um, It's a big book. Yeah. (laughs) And it's okay. I feel like it can get held up a little bit on a pedestal that like having Bible, the Bible memorized in some ways makes you more holy or worthy.
0: And uh, it doesn't. No, it's probably just uh, one of the diverse ways that those individuals are created, that their brains like work like that. And that's really cool that their brains work like that. But Mine doesn't, and that's okay too.
1: I think um, as I try to find the one that I'm thinking of. Okay, here we go. Thirty-eight. Or do not rebuke me in your anger, or discipline me in your wrath. For your arrows have sunk into me, and your hand has come down on me. Dumbness in my flesh because of your indignation. There is no health in my bones because of my sin. For my iniquities have gone over my head; they weigh like a burden heavy for me. Heavy language in our psalms. Yes.
0: I mean, the depth of emotion that's there, it's just, and and directed at God, right? That this is the psalmist saying like, God, this is your fault. <laughs> You've done this to me. Like, and not really holding anything back. It's incredible to spend time within these i mean the psalms
1: are so full and so rich and we tend to only get these little snippets of it and a very cultivated curated selection within church that's all for, at least in my tradition so we hear the psalms every week but they're always sandwiched between other readings it's rarely the place we get to preach on so much emotion so our psalms can have Everything from adoration and praise of God, um, to, okay, here's, here's another one I wanted, uh, to, to share with us, to despair. So Psalm 13. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I bear pain in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all day long? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O God, my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in the sleep of death and my enemy will say I have prevailed and my foes rejoice because I am shaken.
0: It's right there. Yeah. And that how long, oh Lord. I mean, we just, I feel like in my own life, I just keep using that as a refrain as I watch violence unfold, as I watch the continued effects of white supremacy in the United States and and the how long, oh Lord. It's like, how long, oh Lord, do, I, do we say how long, oh Lord? Like, and when? When can our actions and our prayers like turn turn a page? And so the fact that this psalm has been preserved is really meaningful, right? That we can keep lamenting and joining our voices together. And hopefully that brings that motivation to action.
1: And I also want to name within this a recognition of the amount of privilege I have as a white woman to be able to express this anger and this is nothing new. The psalmist is showing us this and marginalized communities and those marginalized have always been lamenting God. This is, this is nothing new and part, so part of my lament has to be within that and Recognizing my privilege, my lament at my own actions, and the ways in which I have participated in separating other people from God. I From the Diocese of Alaska, I was born and raised there, and I think of, you know, as we're uncovering and sharing more honestly the truth of the boarding schools, there is massive lament to be had. And church church, partic- at the Episcopal Church, my church, participated in that. Um, I, as a white woman in my laments, have to hold accountability for myself. So I hold that intention with the rage prayers I'm doing. Uh, the space for them is so important, and naming my own privilege in it is also incredibly important, because there are a lot of groups that don't have the same permission be angry.
0: I hear that and really agree with that. And I think that's something that I've seen on TikTok as well. When I engage with and follow, uh, in particular, Black creators and the way that they express anger or rage and the tone policing that happens there saying, you know, any number of racist things in response to that and the work that I have had to do and continue to do um, to make space for other people to express anger as well. Like that is a really hard thing to do, to, to do that work, to hear those truths that might be really hard and make us feel uncomfortable, to manage our own emotions enough in that moment to be able to listen and learn and then walk away process our feelings and then hopefully be motivated but be motivated to action based on what that experience it is like that's really hard right and
1: i know i am the catalyst for someone else's rage prayer yes white women yes we are not in the good not in the not in the inspirational way in the like wow this person has really hurt me yeah what about TikTok is that people get to show up in a really authentic way, which means we're messy, we're nuanced, we hopefully know no one's expected to be perfect on there. So we're going to be people that harm others and who are harmed as well. We're going to be the catalyst for someone else's rage, uh, and we are the uh, raging ourselves and seeking healing and wholeness. Where I find rage to be transformative, and why it can be so healthy to, to get to that point because it's not also just about sitting in the rage and <laughs> the anger. It can sound like that as we're talking. Rage, uh, anger, it's all about honesty. It's helping us get to the truth of what we are feeling. And rage is such an important catalyst to changing the world, to saying, I do not want to stay with the status quo in my life, in the world, in whatever it is. Um, So it's an incredibly transformative emotion if we can allow it to be transformative, if we can move beyond just wanting to stay in it, our rage, our anger, our grief, grief after it too.
0: Yeah, like... I know in my own personal journey, exercise is a really important thing for me to get out the anger that I experience. And so it's like, how do I go to the gym and like burn off enough of that anger to come back with that clarity of mind, to be ready to step into action, to write to federal officials, to, do more hard reading, you know, to take risks in what I'm sharing and what I'm teaching and having hard conversations with family and friends. Um, Anger, I think, is really motivating and can really lead to action and transformation. I love that you called it transformation. That's just like the perfect word.
1: Exercise, it reminds me of, there's a fabulous book called Burnout, um, by Emily Nagoski and Amelia Nagoski. I might be saying their last names wrong, They're sisters. But they talk about completing the stress cycle. And especially for women, it can be a little... We have our own challenges in how society wants us to show up. Cleaning our stress cycles can show up in prayer, too. And mm-hmm. I think it's exactly like that. It is... It's our emotional workout to... Figure, it's all it's so healthy for us uh, physically and spiritually.
0: So I hope that our conversation today has empowered you, dear listener, to uh, find a new way to make some room to express your own anger in the ways that you might be feeling that in your day-to-day life. and Elizabeth has offered us an invitation there in the beginning to join the Rage Prayer movement on TikTok. So Elizabeth, can you share with us how to find you and others that you might be collaborating with on TikTok?
1: Absolutely. On TikTok, you can find me at The Rev Riley, which is the handle I use on most of my accounts. You can find me on Instagram at The Rev Riley. You can find a lot of the other awesome creators uh, that I like to work with and who we, uh, how we find each other through the Progressive Clergy uh, hashtag.
0: Awesome. And APT posts on that hashtag as well. So we'll link it in the comments. But also if you have found APT on TikTok, pretty much on any of the videos that I post there, you can go there and find other other pastors and uh, priests and religious leaders who are doing similar sorts of work. It, it is really a big community that is digging into this together.
1: Come join us. And if you search for the hashtag great prayers, I think you will find um, a lot of my videos and the ones I actually remember to hashtag correctly.
0: It's half the battle. I understand. Thank you for joining us today, Elizabeth. I have so enjoyed our conversation and I look forward to all of the ways that your ministry continues to impact the world.
1: Thank you so much for having me on, Colleen. I can't wait to see what comes with All Places Together and hanging out with your community a bit. I love to see what's being created in this digital space. It's really inspired.
0: Thank you. A prayer for raging with God. God, this world is a hard place to be. These people are not kind. These people do not know what they are talking about. These people are broken and hurting and are making terrible decisions out of their pain. God, they are making it all worse. I know you see it. You have to see it. And there are only so many angry girl walks and breathing meditations that I can do. So can you rage with me? Can you help take the edge off? And then maybe we can do something about this mess. Maybe we can figure out a way to help people be more kind. To be able to understand one another better. And to heal themselves instead of hurting others. I've got some ideas. So let's rage then let's talk. Then I'll follow your lead and we can get to work. Amen. Thank you for joining us at All Places Together. If you heard yourself or someone you know in these stories today, we hope you heard God too. A big thank you to everyone who ordered merch from our one-year anniversary sale. It has made my heart sing. Whenever I get to see pictures of y'all wearing the t-shirts or seeing the stickers adorning your Bibles... I've even had the joy of seeing one or two of you in person wearing your t-shirts, and I have literally squealed. So this coming week, I'll be doing the math to figure out how the sale did and hope to have an announcement about our progress towards being able to create a private social network for our community soon. I also have an invitation for you. The Virginia Synod, which is the regional church body that All Places Together is connected with is doing a pride worship service on Sunday, June 26th at 7 p.m. on Zoom. It's the first time that the Synod has done something like this, and I'm really excited about it. I'm one of the contributing leaders, and I'll be running the tech that night, too, so I'd love for you all to join us. The Zoom link is on the Virginia Synod Facebook page, and I'll link the event page from the Synod's website below. I am ever grateful to our mission partners, the Virginia Synod, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, and supporters like you who share financial gifts with the All Places Together community. Your financial contributions enable this podcast to keep happening week after week and for God's radical love to spread around the world. If you've not made a gift before and you'd like to, you can just go to our website, allplacestogether.org. From there, you scroll to the bottom where it says Give to All Places Together, and you'll be redirected to our giving platform. Of course, we know that it can be hard to give financially. And I celebrate all of the ways you share the stories of all places together with the people in your life and engage with us online throughout the week. And I have to say, as nervous as I was about joining TikTok, I've already made some really meaningful connections, like Elizabeth, who joined us today. But I'm also stunned by the comments that folks share. Like, I didn't know women could be pastors. Cool. Or if I had a pastor who was affirming like you when I was in high school, I might still go to church. These comments, like, break my heart open and heal it and give it hope all at the same time. Y'all, people out there don't know how loved they are. They don't know that they are made in God's image and who they love and how they love is a gift. So please share the love that you feel from all places together with the world. Tag people in our posts who need encouragement or better yet, create your own post and share your stories about God's love in your life and tag me in them. I'd love to be able to see that and celebrate love that you feel in the world as well. So until next time, remember that God loves you wherever, whoever, and however you are.